Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new season of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Quality sport wherever you looked this weekend. Ryder Cup, uh, World Championship boxing, cycling for Murph. Um, and do you know what? I even found myself getting excited by the newly branded uh, UFC or whatever we're calling the, the Pro 14 now. <laughs> I was expecting it to be a bit of a... Um, we left uh, the season on such a, a sombre note after the Lions. I thought we were going to need cheering up. So we've enlisted Dan Killick. How are you, Dan? Very good, Jed. Yeah, loads of sport going on, isn't there? Kind of yeah. crept up, crept up on me out of nowhere. I know. Well, yeah, I crept up on, uh, I crept up on my sofa for virtually the whole weekend, and have uh, been camped out there, watching, yeah, watching the watching the Ryder Cup in the early hours of uh, a Friday morning. Going, why am I doing this to myself? But um, there we go. Never mind. Um, on the same token, I also told Yestin we better not have him on because he'd uh, he dragged the mood down too much. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, and of course we've got the mighty Murph with us as well. How are you, Murph? Good, mate. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't watched as much sport as you two. I don't think this weekend, but I did catch the World Road Cycling Championship this afternoon. I don't know if you saw that. That's that's what the listeners want. That's yeah, what they're yeah. Here for, mate. well, it was really it was some, I, I was always going to post on Twitter, which I don't do much anymore, but uh, because I was watching on BBC Two live live coverage of right. And then, like, as you know, I'm a bit of a channel hopper. So I went to Eurosport. The BBC, they had about 50 kilometers to go. They flipped to Eurosport, live coverage. They only had 10 kilometers to go. So, I, I, I mean, either, obviously, Eurosport haven't got a time machine, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> so they had actual live, as far, you know, up to the minute. And, and BBC were doing coverage... 40 kilometers behind which was BBC, BBC were going no one's going to notice 
It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll tell I, him. It's I was live. wondering if I should get on uh, uh, Betfair in running bets. You know, like, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Betting running on Betfair. Yeah, that's the one. Ala Philippe is, you know, by the Just... time he crossed the line. <laughs> Could have gone on BBC and said, I, I think Philippe might win this, you know. <laughs> or um, Filippo, as you were calling him before we came on air, Dan. That's it, right. Philippe Philippe. Were you... Were you <laughs> what, a, what a ride for me. Were you talking cycling without me earlier? Sorry, mate. I'm sorry about that. Dan oh. simply asked. I know, it feels like you've... I, it felt bad. As I, yeah. It, we, 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 it was, an, it was very short, though, Miff. That's all right. Very short. Yeah, all right. I kept my eye I on am, you know? I am sorry, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, hell, of a, hell of a ride from him, though. Oh, unreal. He, he, oh. Yeah. I mean, racing, cycling throughout the summer has just been balmy. The one, did you see the one in Landed? No, that was weird. Uh, you you messaged us about that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. In Landed, no one. It's like uh, Wout van Aert and um, someone else who's like really much too exotic to be hanging around in North Wales <laughs> seaside towns. I can't remember who it was now. But anyway, they, bo- they both finished in a heap at the end of the race. So that was I know you, you messaged us saying it was like what it would have been like watching uh, like watching Cristiano Ronaldo play at Barry. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Well, look, thanks for uh, thanks to all our listeners for joining us. There will be wall to wall cycling coverage throughout this whole rugby season. So don't go <laughs> don't go anywhere. That's, uh, I know that's what you're here for. Yeah. Uh, let's crack on with the rugby. Um, I'm going to put this out there. This weekend, I was thinking, oh, God, what an awful time for the rugby season to come back when there's so much other sport on. Um, but I actually, I actually really enjoyed the uh, the games featuring the Welsh regions this weekend. I thought there was a a good, um, decent standard of rugby. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a all-complete kick chase. Games going down to the wire. It was uh, it was pretty enjoyable, I think. What, uh, what do you make of it, Dan? Yeah, really, really entertaining game. I mean, the the game that I... I sort of uh, watched in saw. full. Yeah, saw, yeah. Um, and it was only the one, it was only the one this time round, was the Scarlet's, um, or Edinburgh Scarlet's game, which was was a, was a cracker. There was, there was a fair few mistakes in there. I, I you know, got to get that out there. But it was super entertaining. Um, end-to-end, edge-of-the-seat, edge-of-the-seat kind of game, really. And, um yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and some really good performances as well from players that uh, players that I like. You know, who caught the eye, Dan? Who, uh, who did you enjoy watching? Uh, yes, I, <laughs> Scott Scott Williams was class. He was he was fantastic. Just it looked as if he had loads and loads of time on the ball. Just delayed passes uh, every time he was on the ball. Basically, he did something did something cool. Um, and Jonathan Davis looked looked quality as well. It was a lovely. It was John Fox of old. The uh, that handoff wasn't it? The old yeah, it handoff was. to set up McNichol for that try. He, he looks it was, like he's really yeah. benefited from a preseason. Jonathan Davis does. Mm. Yeah, uh, and probably uh, really benefited from not slogging it out on the Lions tour of South Africa. Yeah, and Scott Williams looks rejuvenated. You know, a, a, a kind of unrecognisable from his last few games at the Ospreys. I mean, most of his. Um, time at the Ospreys was injury affected but uh, he just looked so fresh and um, I imagine they, all, they must have all had a good rest so that's what yeah, I, 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 I'm assuming that's why they look so good at the moment I don't know yeah I thought there was um, there was lots to like in that game for the Scarlets uh, they'll be disappointed not to get the win um, but some of the rugby in the first 10 minutes in particular lots of offloads played at a breathless mm. pace I think um, 
that'll be that'll be some pretty exciting stuff if it carries on in this in that vein. Yeah, they look the the backs looked super sharp, didn't they? They just it was disappointing from the Scarlets, and they switched off for sort of twenty minutes, didn't they? Just sort of went to sleep completely. Um, Kieran Hardy sort of he had a bad of, game, didn't he? Yeah, he fell out. He sort of fell out of the game, and he couldn't oh, get yeah. back into it. He he. he he did do a few nice bits, but it just there was more poor than good, and it 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 knocked the it knocked the scarlets, didn't it? Because they had a they had a load going on in the backs, and then also I thought, to be fair to, you know, to the to the Scottish side as well, their um, their nine was was an absolute box of tricks, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, Velikot was superb, wasn't he? Like the service was great, looked a real threat around the fringes, making 60, 70 yard breaks. Was uh, where's he turned yeah. up from? He's turned up somewhere in England. Was it Wasps, maybe? So he's, I think he's English born, Scottish qualified, if right. uh, memory serves me correctly. If you can hear the tapping away on the microphone, that is obviously me Googling <laughs> this. Do you mean English born, Irish qualified? No, Scottish qualified. He played oh. for Edinburgh, didn't he? Oh, sorry. I, I'm. Wow, that's how on the ball I am tonight. I was thinking of Connaught. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, he's, he was he was playing at Wasps last couple of seasons and um, and Gloucester before that. But yeah, he's uh, he is. I'm pretty certain he's qualified. Yeah, he's well, played. Yeah. I mean, he's played he's under eighteen. He's not a big name on the league circuit in England or over here, but he completely outplayed Kieran Hardy. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's a weird one, Hardy, because he's. Um, his last two games have been pretty ropey. Actually, he had a really he had a stinker when he started for Wales against Argentina, and um, I think the thing with him is, is he normally does the basics so well. He's such a good, neat and tidy player, yeah. um, and they, and that was missing. You know, fumbling at the base of the ruck. And yeah, stuff it was all like just that. enforced stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They got into his head. Ring rust. They, he, he, you could see his head had gone. It's sort of. Um, He's he, got a he, try he, though. Still, second half. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's got some really. He's got. He's got some class about him. No, I. I, I think he's. Uh, You're a big a, fan, aren't you, Dan? Yeah, I think he's a. I do. I do like him. He's a quality player. But his head. I could see his head went, and um, he took the. He took the try well, didn't he? But his head. His head left. I thought as well, Ed. But they. They upped the physicality when you know when the Scarlets went, sort of, when uh, missing. They. Re- the, they really started hitting hard, um, Edinburgh, and they started to use their centres um, in a big in a big way on short balls. Um, that's something the Scarlets have got to have a little look at. They got caught. They got caught uh, probably four or five times on those short flat passes. Um, some of them were were unstoppable, I suppose. But it's, um, a, it's a good backline, that isn't it? The, the Edinburgh have got there with that. Yeah. King Horn played at ten. They had that Immelman at, at fullback. Graham on the wing is just electric. King Horn's uh, a quality player, isn't he? Where 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 can't he play? I didn't know he was he, he was that at, comfortable at ten. At 10. Yeah. I thought he could like fill in at ten, but he looked the the absolute business yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Who was yeah, he? Co- who's he covering for as first choice? Now you're asking. Um, they've, they've been. Um... Oh, because Van der Volt, Van der, uh, Van der Volt was on the bench, strangely, and uh, I thought he would have been first choice normally. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's not. He's not. Some, he's not going to be there for the season, is he? It was a standing job. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a yeah. policy to pick him there. So, but he just did so well. I, I, if I could just drag the tone down a little bit with all this positivity, please. And, <laughs> Andrew Brace. As oh, a reference. I was, mate. I was, I was saving it actually because we we had a message in from uh, from Andy John uh, to say, uh, "What do you think of the new law changes?" Presuming he meant uh, the uh, the fifty twenty two 
change. Mm. Uh, but he's probably also referring to Andy Brace making up stuff about the ball. <laughs> you know? yeah. Poor old Kieran Hardy, he's saying he's having a bad game and Andrew Brace is making up rules about the ball <laughs> having been out. Yeah, well, that one, but just generally, not not, not in that particular game, it, it, the way he refs the game generally is, I think he, re- he rewards the defensive side too quickly at the breakdown. Mm. So if they happen to get there first, whether they've affected a turnover or not, it, it, they haven't got time because he's already given them a penalty. So they might get there, you know, over the ball or, or, or in the region of the ball. And before anyone's had a chance to hit that person or, or, or for, God forbid, the player on the floor to try and hang on to it, which is what the penalty is for, um, he's blown. It, it, it's honestly, there's sometimes there's not even two players. There's barely even a ruck started and he's blown his whistle. So I think he rewards the defensive side a bit too much, and a side like Edinburgh, because early on it looked like uh, an open game, an open game with fast ball. Clearly, might romp it. Mm. So they had they mm. had a they had a try disallowed for that forward pass inside from. Uh, yeah, they Steph ran to the Evans. try line three times, weren't they? Yeah, because they. That, there was, I thought there it was one of the season. Season. <laughs> first yeah. first time yeah. out, um, but it got disallowed. And and then they they scored again anyway after that and and it, it looked like being a free flowing game but Edinburgh soon you know stopped all the quick ball happening and there was no kind of to me I like there was an opportunity for it to be a free flowing game and the ref didn't do anything to stop them slowing the ball down and if anything yeah you're right he, he's the last he's the last ref you want yeah if anything he rewarded kind of him he rewarded yeah. them for the way they were playing and I know that's Welsh bias but uh, I don't care. Well, yeah, there you go. And he's, uh, and he's a Canton boy, so that's no well. He is, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. While we're, um, yeah, while we're talking about negatives, I think the the Scarlets were disappointed with their defensive effort. There was a lot of falling off tackles, you know, from big experienced players. Mm. I mean, particularly in the lead up to that try we were just talking about there, where the Hardy got uh, snagged at the breakdown. There was four missed tackles after that, and yeah. that's the bit that they'll be frustrated with. I think uh, I'm right in saying Dwayne Peel's brought over a defence coach with him from Ulster, so there might be a bit of adjustment time. Um, that they're they're kind of getting used to, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, it was all in all though. I, it was just nice to watch a game go to eighty minutes, and either side could have won it, which um, yeah, you know, has has not always been the case in this league. Uh, so yeah, all in all, good game. Um, Friday night, Dan. I mean, we're talking about scrum halves here. You're not telling me that you didn't see in full Lloyd Williams play virtually a whole game at number 10 this is like it's not like what you've been waiting for your entire life i knew he added in him <laughs> mate i tell you um, what he was maj- he was majestic i thought was he, I thought I he did a, I, for, for for a nine playing at 10 who who'd never done that but well seemingly not in my memory has he has he ever played 10 at that level uh, i thought i thought he did a stonkingly good job um yeah i, I you know really really solid uh, well not even just solid he looked so comfortable because you, when you've got you can sometimes forget I think we get a bit obsessed with or certainly I get a bit obsessed with thinking you know an, an attacking 10 is someone who's a running threat but you forget how good service can be from 10 and yeah. he's giving you this 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 immaculate service yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought he was I thought he was excellent agreed they, it, they, it they should stick up, with it yeah the, the, the distribution was there was no passes going awry when, when he did fling it. I, I, obviously, he wasn't completely fluent. Sometimes Halahola was coming in the first receiver mm. and different things. But when, when he did have to give a pass, it, it was just on the button every time. No one had to, you know, they're reaching behind their shoulder mm. and all that kind of thing. None of that was going on. So it was interesting to see that. I think if it had been a kicking duel, it might have been awkward. 
But yeah. um, and and at half time, I was it was close, wasn't it? A point or two winning, I think, at half time. Yeah. I was thinking this could go pear shaped if you know if it, if uh, if it, if the nine ten thing doesn't work out for Cardiff, but uh, they managed to rise above it and um, score some good tries. Uh, I did uh, <laughs> yesterday. I was chatting to some of my mates about the Reese Priestland incident where he took mm. a knee in the face, and uh, I watched it Friday night. <clears throat> And just the way I interpreted it first time round was that he, he made a tackle, landed on his back, and then just kind of gently rose from the ground like he just finished a yoga session into traffic and caught a knee straight in his face. You know what I mean? So that's the last, like, if you're in the in the wrong side of the ruck, the last thing you want to do is get up like you're just gently getting out of bed. You want to, you know, just roll over onto your front and creep out. But when I watched it again, I've seen it again today. It happened in a flash. He, he just, mm. he, I think he was already disorientated from the hit he took on the tackle. And then as he bounced back up, someone's knee just knocked him stupid. But uh, on first on first viewing, I thought he was just like, you know, <laughs> getting up off his sun lounger and caught a smash in the, in the nose. But um, it was, pre- it, it, when you see it full speed, it was pretty unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's unfortunate as well. It, it happened in the first minute of his uh, of his debut, mm. Mm. and you know, um, we're going to talk about Wales's options at ten later on in the show. But um, yeah, you know, uh, for then Cardiff to lose Jared Evans in the same half uh, is yeah, it's pretty awful fortune. And again, you know, in in other circumstances, they might have had Ben Thomas on the pitch. They could have slotted in there or Matthew Morgan, but with none of, with none of them there, um, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought Lloyd Williams did a great job. And strangely, I didn't think they started the game particularly well, Cardiff. I thought there was kind of um, they were a little bit a little bit ring rusty and needed a bit of sharpness. But they finished it really well, scored some good tries, and um, it sounded good as well. You know, it was, I know this is like the biggest cliche in every sports podcast and show is talking about how it's great to have fans back, but it is just a different game when when there's uh, when there's crowds in a uh, um, a game of rugby. I genuinely think that there's there's no better site or no more romantic site in uh, in world sport than watching the locals at Rodney Parade heckle a referee. It's a magnificent, <laughs> a magnificent sight. There weren't as many at the house park as they thought there would be, actually. I, I, I no. don't know how much of a draw Connaught is um, down here. I, I, th- I imagine if it had, they got one or two of the South African sides next month at home, I think it had been one of those. It might have been a full house, but it didn't quite it wasn't quite as many as I thought there would be yes, uh, Friday night. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this goes with the South Africans, how much of a draw they're going to be. Um, like I said before, it doesn't really it doesn't really excite me massively, to be honest. But there's, no, there's, there's no internationals at the moment, is it? They're all still playing for South Africa. Yeah. But I think if they turn up fully loaded, I think... Well, I like to think someone... More than Connaught on a Friday night, anyway. Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, good um, good win for Cardiff. Let's take a look at the Derby game today then as well. So um, uh, yeah, for for forty minutes, I was really excited that this was going to be a, a winning start to the season for the Dragons. But um, alas, was uh, was not to be. Um, you, you seen any of this one, Dan, or um, is this one you've uh, you've just caught the highlights of? I haven't. No, just um, I'm going to have to leave this one with with you. Uh, anything you want to know, or should we just? Uh... <laughs> take to yeah no take it away i mean you're probably pretty uh pretty upset aren't you just well i don't know mate um watching the dragons lose is not um is not something i'm unfamiliar with um it was especially after that start though yeah it was a good start 
And they, you know, looking back at the end of last season and the Rainbow Trout Cup and all that, it was um, they finished they finished games worse than they started. They generally started well and, and kind of trailed off, and it was didn't really get going in the second half. Ospreys were a bit clunky in the first half, and um, they could have. Uh, I don't know if I'm honest. I think they were a little bit. I think uh, Owen Watkins was a little bit lucky not to get not to get a red. I think if that had been, you know, like Oli Griffiths landed on his head. And the referee said he landed on his back, which I don't think was the case. But um, well, it wasn't the case. But uh, you know, whether whether or not, there was definitely no malice in it. But I think um, letter of the law, that's a red, um, and you know that obviously would have changed the game. But they just didn't really come out with that same intensity in the second half. The Dragons and got even when they were trailing by like nine, nine, ten points, whatever it was, they were still very much in a kicking battle, and it almost paid off because Rodri Williams scored a try out of nowhere, and it could have ended, you know if they could have magic something up out of nowhere. But um, I think the Ospreys are going to be a tough side to beat this year. I think they've recruited really well. They've got, um, I mean, uh, Mike Collins played in the centre for them and then moved to fullback. And he will be playing for Wales in the autumn. There's no doubt about it. Really? Um, I think he's Welsh qualified already, isn't he? So um, I think he's got a, grand, a grandfather or something. So I have no doubt he'll be he'll be in Pivac. He'll be in Pivac's squad anyway. Yeah, it's... well, I mean, based on... Uh, injuries. He probably has to be in the squad anyway. Yeah. Um, George North and what have you. So, um, I mean, I, I only saw highlights. So, but I mean, whatever. Even if I'd seen the whole game, I think the story of the day really is Anscombe. Um, to, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he looked um, he looked steady, and then as the game grew on and on, he looked you know really comfortable for a, for a guy who's playing his first game in in two years um, and to come back from an injury like that and do you know what I completely forgot it was his first game for the Ospreys do you know what I mean like partway through <laughs> yeah. the game I was like yeah, yeah. this isn't just his you know his first game back from injury it's his first game for the Ospreys and it's a it's a massive boost for Wales and the Ospreys to see well, him get through that just like Michael uh, you mentioned there Mike Collins he's going straight back in the Welsh side because um, the first game in New Zealand is outside the international window and all that thing. So I didn't realise that until today. Uh, so they can't pick Sheedy and they can't pick bigger. And um, Jared Evans looks like he's either bust his ribs or his sternum on Friday night. So he's he's straight back in. And uh, fingers crossed, he's still fit in four weeks. I know. Funny enough, we've had that question in from uh, from Gareth Davis, who says uh, who says who's going to be playing at ten? Is it going to be Anscombe with with Sam Davis on the bench? Um, any any thoughts, Dan? I mean, obviously, I know you haven't seen it, but based on based on today's performance, if Anscombe is yeah, it stays fit. I think he waltzes back into that ten. Any contenders for you uh, on the bench? Given that yeah, no Sheedy, no bigger Priestland and Evans all out. Not a lot left, is there? There's not a lot left. No, you know, Costello is he? You know, could he could he be? Uh... Can you be given some game time? Uh, it's, it's, it's a massive, it... it's a massive call, isn't it? To go right, Huge. you're not starting yeah. for the Scarlets. Go and sit on the bench for Wales against New Zealand. It is, yeah, it is. But he's um, he's exciting, is he? He's a live wire. Um, it's it's Ans- it's Anscombe's, though. I would have thought, isn't it? If he if he is, he must be. You know, you can think: is it a bit of a worry that is it is it too soon? But it can't be too soon because he they wouldn't they wouldn't start him. They wouldn't have started him today, would they? If um, well, if he he's, wasn't, he's know. got the chance to play three more matches before the autumn yeah. international yeah. start. And so long as he does, you know, plays tidily in them, he, he, there's not much other options anyway. I mean, Reese Patcher would be a, a, a challenger if fit, 
but he's not yeah. fit. So you know, it's that is literally if Pato gets injured, they're going to start looking around the Premiership. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, get, it's getting uh, it's getting a little tight now, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I I you know if if Anscombe's quality isn't he? If he if he can um, if he can go well in the next or even just yeah just come through the next the next three games he's there, isn't he? Um, and then yeah, Sam Davis is, you know, is, is playing well as well, isn't he? So he'd be, um, yeah, I think he he might, I mean, I presume he'd be the only option to sit on the bench really. Like say Patchell isn't fit, you know, I, I don't know that there is anyone else. And then realistically, it's only for a week until bigger and Sheedy are back. And then yeah. you've, you've got bigger Sheedy. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and a good point. it's not a long-term decision, is it? It's just a, Stop gap, really. Um, I mean, for that reason, they could probably they could possibly entertain Ben Thomas. I just wonder if you've got if you're missing because in addition to in addition to Sheedy and Bigger, you'll be missing who else? Falatau. Um, who else is playing in England that I'm not thinking of? Um, isn't it? There's not many over there now, is there? No. No, maybe that's it then. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, if. Anscombe were to pick up a knock in the first 10 minutes is a big ask to get Ben Thomas oh, to come Re- off 70 minutes. is the other one who's in. Oh, yeah. Reece yeah. that's right. Um, it's a big ask to have him come off the bench and play 70 minutes at 10 against New Zealand. That's the other thing. I think if there's anyone else, it's yeah. a different it's a different question. But against New Zealand, it's it could have the opportunity to be a, mm. a bit of a bloodbath. So I think you'd probably go with Anscombe with someone like Sam Davis on the bench. I can't, I can't think of anyone else, really. No, yeah. I only said Ben Thomas because he's he's been involved in the squad more recently than Sam Davis has. Well, he has, yeah. Or, right, albeit actually. more as a, more of a twelve or a second receiver type of position rather than an out and out ten. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, we, we've been we've been in this position before, actually, haven't we? With just pure because of the number of injuries we've had across people like Anscombe and long term injuries with him and uh, Reese Patchell, and then if bigger. Bigger played with a strap on his knee for the whole of last season, so it's not. This is nothing new at all. <laughs> no, it's not. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it is just brings me back. Uh, if we're if we're getting rid of the positivity now, um, it brings <laughs> it, it, it brings me back to my moan about meaningful rugby. That's and thirty just, minutes or twenty five. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> we've lasted twenty five minutes of the season, um, and. <laughs> You know, why are we playing New Zealand outside the international window? I mean, I know why, because they've got a Kravitz somewhere and it's for yeah. and it's and it's for money and whatever. It's but, a sellout I mean, as well, New, so... I know it yeah, is. It's, yeah. it's New Zealand, man. You know, like, you, you've mm. got to have everyone against New Zealand. It's just not right. I could... I don't know. We've we've had it against Australia a number of times. If it was South Africa, it would be more forgivable, but New Zealand, it's just, oh... It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it just hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you going, Jess? Uh, I've been offered a ticket, but I'm not going to be able to go to that one. No, we're, at a wedding, we're at a wedding on the Friday. Not that you need to know my diary, but um, just, in, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, I should be going. I mean, uh, aside from um, putting a broom on my backside, I do everything at my club, so I should probably get them for nothing. But I, I somehow I've missed... I've, I've missed all... I haven't got any tickets for any of the Autumn Internationals, but... Um, New Zealand is one I would go to, I suppose. But ordinarily, I would. But yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. The thing not, is, it, 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 I think I've said this before that being Welsh, you, you uh, and into sport, you you want as a young man, you wanted to one day see Wales qualify for a major championship in football. That's mm. happened. Yeah. The only thing yeah. left for us now, 
you know, we've, we've done the Grand Slam yeah. thing a few times in, in the, this century. The only thing left is to beat the All Blacks for the first time since 1953. So, um, it, like, there's not my, my dad remembers it clearly, <laughs> but there's not many people who can actually remember 1953. So, um, yeah, there's always that thing. The more you want to be there when it finally happens, and yeah, I, I don't fancy it to happen this time. But unless you actually got a ticket, you 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 won't you you can't win it if you know what I mean. It's like a bit like the bloody uh, lottery, I suppose. If you've got to be in it to win it, so um, I don't fancy us to win it this time. But stranger things have happened. They have just before we uh, just before we go for a break because it's on the on a similar theme. I had a really good chat this week, uh, which we'll be releasing uh, the podcast later on in the build up to that New Zealand game with uh, James Stafford, the author, who uh, is just um, has just finished a, a children's book actually called How Wales Beat the Mighty All Blacks, which is all about the 1905 win, which uh, is one that um, yeah I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't massively familiar on, but uh, yeah that was a. <laughs> That was uh, yeah, it's an interesting story and a good chat. So that one will be coming out in the lead up to the uh, to the Autumn Internationals. Uh, we are going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take some more listeners' questions, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get back to the moaning. <laughs> Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. First pod of the season. We've been uh, we've been nice and positive for the first uh, for the first twenty odd minutes of it. But I want to talk to you now about um, something called rugby twelves. Uh, oh. Dan, have you? <laughs> <laughs> That's Murph's answered it for me as well, though. Yeah. Um, Dan, you you can normally put a a positive spin or an optimistic spin on most things. Um, <laughs> What are your thoughts on this? Oh, yeah, I, uh, you do usually turn for me for a bit of optimism, but um, I'm going to join you in the uh, on the sort of uh, melancholy notes. Um, what on earth was, is this about? I mean, I know what it's about. It's <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of committee men sitting around <laughs> thinking, how I do we... I don't think it's committee men. I think it's businessmen. Well, but normally speaking, businessmen would have enough sense to pick something that works. But um, there, there's no way in hell this is going to work. I can't, I can't see it for the life of me because it's just like, what's your audience? What audience is out there going, oh, do you know what? I'd love it if there was just rugby, but like with three less players. Mm. You know, you're forgetting there's been sevens, tens, mm. uh, fives. You know, it's like twelves exists in some form as well. It's like mm. none of these things are going to be big enough. Like uh, you can't get the best players. I, I can't see that happening. Um, and well, uh, you, you know, when they they start on the news and different things, when they start talking about this twelve aside thing, they show the big names, which are people like um, Maro Atoje and different mm. people. Atoje won't get in a twelve aside side because no. if you play in twelve aside, there's only be five forwards, which means you'll probably have large back rowers in the front row of that five five aside scrum, which I'm assuming yeah. will be three and a two. And then you're not going to put second rows in the in the back row in the in the second row because they're not mobile enough. Mm. So you're going to have someone like a well a, a Tyke Furlong would be and, in. Uh, but then you're yeah. going to have, you know, big flankers playing in the second row of that thing. So it's a different sport. It, you know when they people complained about T twenty cricket coming in. Mm. It's still the thing and, and you know whether you think it's done this I mean, it's done the 
financial coffers of the sport good. But whether you think the sport good or not is up to you. But it's still the same sport because there's 11 people on the pitch. It's mm. just less overs. So rugby union gen- I, is 15 yeah. people on the pitch. And if you make the, the, the time span shorter, say if they only play for 60 minutes or if they play, if they play for three hours, it still be rugby union. If you take yeah. people off, it's a different sport. It's seven aside, 10 aside or 15 aside. Different sports. It is, and that's uh, the thing with the thing with T Twenty cricket is it filled it filled a problem that there was no form of cricket under the under the time length of eight hours. <laughs> so, actually, having something in three hours worked perfectly well. Um, and to go back to the point about the you know it serving the financial coffers well, well, it did because you launched a league in India. Domestic cricket had never really been massive in any country, and then you launch it in India with all the best players in the world, plus loads of uh, great, talented Indian players, to a country with over a billion people. So, you you know, there's there's your market. And of that billion people, 90% of them love cricket. Yeah. So there's your market for that. I mean, I do not see... Because rugby purists like us are going to have no interest in this. No. And it's just too, it's too who, complicated. Who, who is there? Has anyone come out and said this is great? Uh, well, other than, you know, Steve Hansen and Gareth Davis and the people who are on the on the board of it I haven't, I haven't seen any positive noises from it really I mean it's just another like crazy it's like guys you've had 18 months or longer during the pandemic to put aside self-interest and start figuring out a way to make the game of rugby yeah. less less batshit mental well, and I, I mean the, the, I thought the these tr- um, tr- uh, Law variations that we're trialing at the moment. I can get that word, word out for the same way life then. Uh, the, law, the law variations that we're trialing at the moment were aimed at opening the game up. The, the 50 yeah. 22 and Moravu and um, uh, the goal line dropout, all those type of things, was to try and keep the game flowing, cut down the number of scrums and mm-hmm. force players into the backfield so there's more room, le- less people in the defensive line and Moravu. So I, I don't know where 12 aside fits into any of that. Um, it's just it's just the tinkering with format. You you hit the nail on the head there, Murph. It's like the it's just this. They've seen it work with T Twenty cricket and think right, everything just needs to be short or or have less people on it or yeah. um, be more of the same. And it's you know it's the same with this nonsense of the football World Cup potentially being every two years, which seemingly is going to happen. Really, and it's like okay, yeah, it's like okay, well, great, but you're going to half the interest in it. You know, in the, in the long run, it will erode it. It's like, you remember when the Ashes was played like three times in three years? It yeah. was like, oh, God's sake, not another Ashes series. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, when, when do you ever think that like that? It's just, yeah, yeah it's um, it's just a, lo- a load of old nonsense to me. Mm. And um, I just think is, it's it, another it, missed opportunity to, to actually fix the things that are wrong with the game. This this helps nothing. This solves no problems. No. The thing is, if, uh, if, you, say, if you say people like... Steve Hansen and Gareth Davis behind it then uh, gives him more credibility than if it was just out and out business people. Mm. But from a marketing point of view, they might not be looking at us. We could just be looking at the kids. No, they're not. But again, I mate, I don't feel like this is gonna this is gonna entice kids in really. I don't. I just like what's the you know they're not going to be out there thinking oh yeah and there's another form of rugby this is this is going to be the one for me. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just make make rugby better yeah. right and make it. You know, it sounds horrible, Martin. But make the product better. Mm. If you have closer games, more meaningful games, genuinely stuff on the line, then people will and make it readily available to people. And I know you say that kids aren't watching TV, but 
it does make a big difference if it's available for free. It's just, you know, kids might not be watching as much TV, but it still means that, you know, that you can sit down with your kids and show them something and mm. it's and it's there. And it's just that's the that's the the, the thing that I think is um is so problematic about all this. It, I, I the, the rugby twelve won't work for kids. I don't see it at all. Well that that was what I was just gonna say is that um one of the kind of barriers to getting into rugby union is the complexity of the rules hmm. for for youngsters. I mean, it it took me a long time to grasp what was going on when I was a toddler. Uh, uh, and just taking three players off the pitch won't change that. The rules are going to be hmm. the same. Well, I assume the rules, rules are going to be the same. But just taking more players off the pitch might be more open and faster, but you're still not going to, as a kid, work out what, you know, off, uh, what do the, uh, the Americans normally say? It just looks like... Um, Oh, there's some some bloody turn of phrase they use about the organised chaos of rugby union, where people just diving on each other from all directions, and it just making any sense. And it's a little bit like that when you're young; you don't really understand what the hell's going on. So, just I'm, taking three yeah. players off won't change that. No, it won't. And again, the thing for me is, it's just like if it was just about reducing the number of players, then sevens would be the biggest sport in the world. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have loads of tries. Exactly. You have, yeah. you know, mm. it's, it's really exciting. There's loads of space. Seven blah, minutes blah, 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 blah. a half. <laughs> Seven minutes a half. Yeah, you, it's hard to think of anything. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to think of anything that's less, <laughs> um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's shorter. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, none of, none of this makes any sense to me. And no. the sooner it goes away, the better. Yeah. Right. There we go. We can, can we can we never discuss discuss yeah. twelves again, please? It's in the bin. All right, Murph. Um, I want to talk to you about the Cardiff rebrand. Do you? No, I don't. Oh. I just thought that would be the only other thing that you uh, that would get you as riled up as uh, as that rugby twelves conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it riles me. Really? No. No, I was just thinking that last time uh, last time we brought this up, you were like, "Oh, can we not talk about rugby politics again?" Oh, rugby politics, and, uh, fine. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, just ch- changing the name to Cardiff. I, I I think they should wear their old kit. They are kind of. I, th- I think they they missed a trick there, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Like get it. Get they have got it. Is, they got their their home kit is blue, their away kit is black, and then they got a third strip which is the blue and black hoops. I think if they you're going to call it, if they haven't gonna, fully gone for it with that kit. If it's you're going to call it, if you're going to call it Cardiff, it should be blue and black hoops. Mm. Um, it should be uh, you know the badge. Get rid of that silly blues arrows badge thing. Mm. Have you know the castle on there or something big in Cardiffy? Yeah. Um, have have uh, you know. Mike Hall in the centre. Um, yeah, go for it, 100%. I, reckon, you know, I think the, bad, the, Card- the Cardiff badge is like all like uh, Griffins and all different, mm. all seven. But I think it should be a, like a pint of dark on there. <laughs> <laughs> that would fit in. Arms That'd park, pint of dark, all that kind of thing. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a thing. Be a, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they missed a bit of a, Definitely. Yeah, missed a, bit of a trick well, to uh, really go for I, it. I was in there, uh, I think in between the two lockdowns, I was in the clubhouse and they had the boardroom open. Mm. You know, where they got this big rugby shaped rugby ball shaped table in there and the yeah. the old quartered shirt is there the blue blue and black quarters and uh, I was with some mates and I said if they brought that out I'd buy it I'm not even a blues fan or Cardiff fan anymore I grew up that way but that shirt is so iconic for me it's a, it's uh, a magnificent shirt you know the uh, mm. 70s and 80s of rugby and it well they were winning now well into the 90s as well obviously but um they just They've got to go for the modern look. I, I suppose that's what the kids want, but crusties like me would buy the quartered. It, uh, I think again, the young like ones go back would like it. the quartered as well, don't you? Don't you? What's that, just look, look I think the, the young the ones would like, would like the Well, well they the wouldn't quarter. remember. So, no, you know, until you try and sell it to them, you're never going to know. That's yeah. my argument. Yeah. 
but it looks better, doesn't it? As well, oh, so, or it's is amazing it? kit, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. Yeah. I've always like I always liked the old Harlequins quartered jersey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the Harlequins, <laughs> great tops. You can still have. I mean, you can still have. Uh, people say, well, the modern kit is got to have advertising and names. Well, you can still put that on an old jersey. You can still yeah. have, you know, freaking whoever's sponsoring them. Dave's now. tuxedos. <laughs> yeah, and the name across the back. It's not, you know, it's still old kit. It's just because it got yeah. a few labels on doesn't mean it's uh, sold out or anything else. I thought Edinburgh did a good job with their kit of, you know, subliminally uh, making me want to drink Iron Brew while watching them, uh, but without <laughs> printing the Iron Brew logo on it. Um, but they've only they've only got like one or two sponsors on the kit, and it looks so much better. It looks so much cleaner and just makes a lot more sense. What was what, um, I, what was the old? Um cocktail a scottish martini or something you were calling what was it called oh yes yeah, that's yestin's uh scottish pims <laughs> vodka and iron brew <laughs> yeah yeah it's magnificent and um yeah scottish martini would make more sense actually mm-hmm. but yeah i didn't even plan to talk about the cardiff rebrand but um but you, but well, we go. you started it with your 12s nonsense i know I was, uh, well yeah and i'm sorry about that um let <laughs> us have a look then while we're talking about um uh, while we're talking about uh, Cardiff, this one's from uh, from Reese Lloyd. Um, started talking about uh, Willis Halaholo and says, "Who's the front? Is he the front runner for the Wales twelve shirt?" Uh, obviously, Scott Williams had a, a strong uh, a strong start as well. But uh, what do we reckon when it comes to the autumn? Who do we think is going to be in pole position for that? You, Dan. Halaholo, I see. Yeah, I think he'll be there or there, there or thereabouts. Um, Played well on on the weekend, didn't he? On all accounts as well. Didn't he take? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, the odd, the odd, um, yeah, the odd handling error, but there was some lovely stuff in there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was the backs was was full on chaos. You know, like we've spoken before and said, like uh, uh, maybe we're the only two people in the world, Dan, who think that sometimes you need a a bit more of a direct centre <laughs> yeah. with uh, with Lilo and Halaholo in there. But it was brilliant chaos having two nines at half backs and then Lilo and Halaholo in the centre. It was just yeah, there was something magnificent about it. But no, he had a, he had a great game. We always used to talk about Garen Smith, didn't we? When he used to mm. you know just straighten everything up, and uh, Cardiff just seemed to look like a different side. But I think Tom, Thomas Williams probably makes a massive impact, doesn't he, in the background? Because he, he just causes so much chaos that he gives them gives him, gives him time outside. But I think Halaholo will be, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, um, he's, he's got to be there. Or there he? he is, yeah, he's got to be there or thereabouts now. Um, I, think, I think John Fox will stay at 12, you know. Well, that, yeah, I was just going to say, that's fit. what we finished the Six Nations season with. And he looks sharper now. So it's uh, mm. possible he could, I mean, if he's getting back to his best or anywhere near his best, he could move back to 13 in the absence of George North and then he'd have Halaholo and Yeah, could they uh, play together Fox, then? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought so. But yeah. I mean, Scott Williams, I mean, he's been in the wilderness. So I, I can't see Scott getting back in the side. I think he needs to have a, he needs to have a blistering run of form there. Yeah. Um, Cause Pivak was the one who let him go from Scarlet's on I know he'd had injury problems and stuff, but I think it was under Pivak that he left. And um, he's had such bad injury run that I think it'd almost be a bit of a, I love Scott Williams and like the stuff he's done in a Wales shirt is some of my favorite memories. Like I will never, you know, they're, beating England at Twickenham when he stripped the ball oh. and scored that tries is honestly one of the best things I've ever witnessed in the flesh. Um, but I, I think it's a big, it's a big 
tall order for him to go from being yeah out in the wilderness and having spent so many years injured to getting back in the in the starting lineup um i think it's his pit i think his um his legs his legs have gone a bit haven't they he looked so classy on the ball but um with him running back a couple of times you could see that he's he's struggling he's a he's he's huge isn't he as well he is such a thick set Mm -hmm. like you jet i absolutely adore the guy he's done so much in a in a in a in a red shirt, isn't he? And just torrid times of injuries. But he, <sighs> looking at him yesterday, you thought, oh, "How good would it be to see him back in a back playing for Wales?" Because he's class. But I, I, I don't think it's going to come, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think you could see um, John Fox at twelve and Michael Collins at thirteen. I'm making a big call there. Mm. I just, um, I, I think that could be, or yeah, or maybe Halaholo in the mix. But well, like, you know, I mean, one of them's going to end up on the bench, isn't they? So yeah, yeah, they like Halaholo off the bench, don't they? I mean, Watkins an interesting one for me. I don't think Pivak fancies him, and I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he's. Um, well, he had a flat, a flat Six Nations or flat second half yeah. of last season, so it just depends on form he's in now. If he's back to his best form, he's, he's still going to be in the squad. So. Um, uh, like especially, I say with George missing and mm. uh, the other injuries knocking around. So, uh, the I mean the other thing, of course, we haven't seen any of the Lions back yet, no, club level yeah. uh, 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 in any in any league. So, um, I think luckily we were missing four Lions yesterday. So that would have yeah. made a big difference to them if, when they're when they're back available. I don't know. I'll, I don't know how long they're resting them for. Yeah, no, I don't know actually either. But um, yeah, again, just you know. Keep keep listening, everyone, because we'll keep you well informed on all these things. <laughs> well, Dan Bigger was on BT Sport as a pundit uh, Friday night or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and Ken Ken was on uh, Scrum Five on Friday night as well, and, wasn't he? Done commentary duty. Dan Bigger said he's he's doing a a, a fortnight pre season. He's been on a break. They all have. They've all been. I don't know if you follow any of them on Instagram. They're all no. on holiday everywhere all, all the time, and uh, which is quite right, but. Uh, Dan Bigger said he's back and he's got to cram his got to, <laughs> got to cram his preseason into a fortnight before he plays again. Um, I think he was trying to suggest the English players are getting longer, but I, I'll have to look back at that to listen to what he said again. Yeah, I don't know. it'd be interesting to see how they how they get back in. I mean, I think the encouraging thing for the Scarlets and for you know and for the Ospreys um, and a Cardiff missing any Lions. Two. Josh Adams and um, Josh Adams, and Navidi right. and Navidi, yeah. Um, and I think you know that's that's the encouraging thing for all those for all those sides is that it's um, they've got they've got those players to come back in, but they they looked strong without them as well. You didn't think, oh, you know, the Scarlets were desperate w- without those players. Yeah. Um, so I think um, you know I know it's the same across the board that there's lines missing from everyone, but I think that's it's fairly encouraging. Um, let's stick with the regions for uh, for a minute. Uh, we had this one in from Rugby 24-7. Who will be the best Welsh region this season? Uh, any thoughts, Daniel? Yeah, it's a difficult one to answer that, isn't it, at this stage? I would say that... Um... I'm going to be accused of potentially being being biased yeah i do i quite fancy celtic warriors eh? (laughs) yeah yeah oh still upset about that um fancy fancy cardiff i do but still still liked in the usual in the usual places um i think i think the ospreys 
I think the Ospreys have got have got a really really good um, you know good setup off the off the pitch now, and uh, you know even looking like commercially you know going right off the pitch as well. I just think a lot of that's going to feed through to on the pitch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Ospreys. Murph. Yeah, it's it's tricky to second guess, but I would I would go with the Ospreys. I mean, I, I, going back to the game today. Um, Ospreys Dragons. It was the first time they'd managed to actually get uh, Reese Webb and Gareth Hanscom on the pitch together, and Reese Webb went off after two minutes. But was that was he back on again after? He came, but he came back yeah. on. Yeah, he caught. Um, they didn't show it again, but it looked like he he caught a, a forearm from Moriarty. Not, a, I mean, again, they could have checked it, and something could have happened off yeah. it. But they it, seemed to be shy of going to the TMO like at the moment because it, it dominated so much of last season end of last season TMO non-stop so there oh, was there was a lot of it in that game actually oh, it, it lasted uh, a long time okay. but that was one of the things they didn't go there and then to top it all off the first time they did it the the ref's mic wasn't working properly as well and just like <laughs> oh for god's sake like um but uh, uh, um, anyway yeah. my, my point was about Reese Webb and Anscom if you if, if the Ospreys have got them on the pitch together a lot this season or as much as possible obviously International call-ups are going to affect that, and then you add in the fact that Thomas Francis has arrived, and they still got um, Alan Wynn. Uh, we don't know how long Justin Tiprick is away, and you know, obviously, there's a few injuries knocking about, but the squad generally just looks mm-hmm. hard to beat if everyone is is Lydia to come back at some yeah, point. Yeah, if everyone if everyone's on the fit, uh, fit and playing, they look like they're going to be like uh, undefeated at home, probably. Unless it's Leinster, um, so I, I would say it's between them and the Scarlets, depending on how they go under um, Dwayne Peel's new 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 head coach there. So I could see the Ospreys being the best placed league side, and I could see the Scarlets having the best European run. Mm. Um, I think that that would be my um, my pretty So I don't know which of those consists, am you know, I, constitutes the better season. Am I right in thinking Will Griff John was stretched off yesterday, or was I? Did I dream that? I watched I watched the game late at night in the end. So I'm yeah, not... I did. I watched it this morning with um, when my daughter was running around. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great yeah, start. Not ideal. That's a looked, great start today. Yeah, it didn't look good. It looked nasty. No. Yeah, which is not um, yeah, it's not ideal, is it? Particularly when you know that's one area that you're adding a a huge amount of strength, and you know someone who's been in international squads. So yeah, yeah, not uh, not ideal. Um, right, we have got a couple more questions that uh, I want to get through. I think, or have we nailed them all? Oh no, this one from uh, from Cambridge RFC, um, and this is without doubt the best question we've ever had. It just simply says, "Do you know where I can get some unleaded?" <laughs> uh, I, 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 I read something today where, where uh, someone said, "Luckily, I converted my car to run off sovereignty." just feet just flashing a blue passport (laughs) hoping for the best oh god i i have i've had a few words to say this weekend about um people queuing i mean it's about as effective as the toilet roll thing Mm. um i I was in fact i was shopping for my dad on friday morning and there was a massive queue i I don't this i don't know why anyone cares about this but i'm saying anyway a massive queue at um, tesco's coverhouse cross and it was in the middle of the day, so I could—I was only going shop. I won't go for petrol. I was going shop for my dad in Tesco's and Marks and Spencer's, and um, I was having to queue just to get in there. Whether you whatever you wanted to do, you had to queue to get in there. And I was thinking, all these people, why aren't they in work? Well, most people work in the day, so all these people are 
I, I don't want to sound judgmental, but a lot of these people got fuck all better to do than go and queue for petrol. They're not, they're not in work. They're not in the office. They're not, you know, out on site or whatever people do on a Friday morning. They just had nothing better to do. They're going clog up the fucking roads. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had. I was. I. I. I, I must. It's probably much more insight into my <laughs> my the workings of my mind than uh, anyone needs. But I, I wound the window down and shouted a few of sleep dibs to two people I didn't know. <laughs> So, uh... I was just going to say on that uh, on that topic, Murph. We managed to get through the best part of an hour without the f bombs, um, but <laughs> if you it was up... nothing to do with rugby. Yeah, if you bring nothing up pe- to do with rugby, if you bring up petrol wankers, I mean, <laughs> it's inevitable. And yeah, there we go. We've had an absolute flurry to uh, a flurry to uh, to end the show with. Uh, let's get um, uh, uh, well. Let's have a little look ahead to to next week's fixtures uh, in the UFC. Um, oh, before we do that, actually, while I'm talking and being facetious about things, um, you'll enjoy this one, Murph. In my head, to you know, to, to while away the minutes while watching a game, I've just started giving players nicknames. You know, like we said before, like Sam Costello has to be called Elvis. Like, you know, he wouldn't have a clue who Elvis Costello is, but I just like to think in the dressing room he's called Elvis. And then this carried on as I was watching games throughout the weekend. So Michael Collins became Phil Collins. I do get um, him my RE. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think this is a bit of a hangover from lockdown, but you know, I definitely yeah. lost my marbles in the second lockdown. Oh, yeah. And uh, this sounds like you. Like He's gone. Yeah. You, you <laughs> most, of the, most of them, most of them were musically themed as well, and he didn't even play today. But I think what started all this was, um, you know, the, the, the lad who plays in the centre for the Ospreys called Joe Hawkins. And I just think like he, he needs to be called Screaming Joe Hawkins, <laughs> which again is a reference that would be massively lost on him and probably all of the Ospreys dressing room. But every time I see his name written down, I'm just like, oh yeah, Screaming Joe Hawkins. Uh, um, so yeah, if you've got any more ideally music-themed uh, nicknames that we should be uh, we should be administering, or um, yeah, or indeed uh, paramilitary ones like Murph has suggested, then please feel free to, sl- to sling them through. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, let's look at let's look at the fixtures for next week. Uh we have got on Friday night Scarlet versus the Lions. Uh which way is that going, uh Daniel? I'm gonna go with this I'm gonna go with the Scarlets on that, but um didn't Benetton beat them yesterday or today? They beat one I of the South African Lions, sides. I know. Didn't the Lions play Zebra and they beat them? Oh, right, I, I sh- thought that was the Lions, okay. was it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, taxi for Murphy. <laughs> Lucky, yeah, lucky you've got your own one, mate, to, uh, yeah, yeah. to do it. I think that was right. Uh, mm. God, Murph, it's like you, you keep throwing me these ones yep. and it's just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just looked absolutely... as Benetton beat one of the South African sides and I assumed it was... Benetton beat the Stormers. All oh, right, okay. There we go, uh, which I've looked up. That, that's never a sentence I thought I'd mean. ever hear. No, I know. It's weird, isn't it? I, I'll go with the Scarlets. Got to sort the line out, though, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort that. Yeah, Scarlets win. That was messy, actually. Wasn't oh, it? Really messy. Yeah, the, yeah. It was. Um, it was frustrating, but there we are. Sort that. Scarlet's win. Uh, Murph, what are you saying? Yeah, I, I, going back to the Scarlet, I noticed um, Chingler playing five. Mm. Yeah, that that looks like a plan that does because he's he's put on weight as well. It's something he always appeared to struggle with, but he's definitely mm. put on a few pounds. To, so they must be planning on using him there on a regular basis. I mean, he's good enough in the lineout, so why not? Yeah, good shout out that. Um, Saturday afternoon, we have got another um, uh, another Welsh derby, or Saturday evening rather, that's the Ospreys Cardiff. That's at the Liberty or the Swansea.com stadium, whatever it's called now. Um, it's a changed name. 
Yeah, the, really? the, the yeah the deal finally ran out on it. Um, it was like a, which must have been 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's older than ten years, isn't mm. it? A lot older. Um, but yeah, so it's, that's changed name. Um, Ospreys Cardiff, Dan. Os- Ospreys, Ospreys at home, aren't they? Ospreys at home. Looking yeah. forward to that though. It should be a cracker. Yeah, on the on the back of an away win and also Cardiff losing both their tens potentially. They yeah. might they might have precedent fit for next year uh, next week because it wasn't he wasn't out cold, so if he passes mm. his protocols he might be available. But even so, I'd still fancy the Ospreys. Yeah, I think I think like you said there, Murph, the Ospreys is going to be is going to hinge on having that old school Ospreys home record. You know, of it becoming an incredibly hard place to go and get results. And I think um, I think that might start next week. I just think they um, they'll get a strong side out, and I think we'll have the edge over. Uh, over Cardiff in that one. And then the real fun begins on Friday, uh, on Sunday afternoon, as the Dragons take on Leinster. Where? Uh, it's at Rodney. Fortress Come on, Rodney. the Dragons. Fortress Rodney. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, by the time you take all the all the Lions and stuff out of it, it's still a bloody strong side, isn't it, Leinster? Whatever they field. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah. Um, what I will say, Dragons looked a lot stronger up front. They didn't get didn't get bullied up front today. I didn't think. Um, will Rowlands made a big big difference. Like carried really high. He got through like ten carries and ten tackles in the first half. I think so. He did a a load of grunt work. He's um, got rave reviews, write ups, isn't he? He did, he did very well. Um, I thought Moriarty put in a big shift as well. Wainwright looked a little. Uh, like good at points and a little rusty at points, and I think you know when he gets back to his best, that's that's where we need him. But it looks like eight's going to be the future for him. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a Leinster win, but I hope it's I hope it's something that um, is enjoyable to watch for more than five minutes. I thought you were going to go with the Dragons win then. The crowd getting <laughs> behind. Look, I'm yeah. The drum making some noise. It's Leinster though, isn't it? It's just it a is. different. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 what do they lose? Like one game a season. Yeah. Or like half a game a season on average, so yeah, I'm not um yeah. I'm not overly optimistic about that one. But um, again, you just want you just want to see a good game, you know. Maybe you catch them cold like the Ospreys did last year, and um you know and might might happen. But I I can't see uh, I can't see it unfortunately. No, smart money's always on Leinster, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I can't imagine you can get too much um too much change out of the bookies for uh, for looking at a. Uh, looking at a win for Leinster in that one. Um, that pretty much brings us to a conclusion, boys. It's been oh, good, isn't it? Yeah. Back, in the, uh, back in the saddle, yeah. A nice, a nice lean hour. Yeah. yeah well done. Strong. Um, it, as you can probably nose. tell, I'm, f- I'm filling time while I look for a review because I know we've had one. Um, there we go. Right, found it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one of my favourite rugby podcasts featuring Dan, Yestin and Murph. No mention of me. But that's fine. Um, and the other one, as they say. <laughs> not even that. Not even that. A brilliant recap of Welsh rugby with excellent insights and usually some good banter. Love it. And that's from Jono. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that, Jono. Appreciate it. And if you want to leave us a review, you can do that um, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't even leave reviews on Spotify. But if you can leave a review somewhere, leave us one. It's nice. Um, but yeah, only be nice to me because my fragile ego won't be able to take a won't be able to take a bad one. If you're going to be nasty, send it Murph's way. Um, but that is it for this week. Just time as well to say thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you want to get some top quality coffee, be sure to do that at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Right, we'll check. We'll be back to chat rugby with you very very soon.
We all face the same way. Still, it takes all day. I take a look to my left. Pick out the worst and the best. She paints a lip, greasy and thick. Another mirror stare, and she's going where? Another office affair to kill an unborn scare. You talk dirty to a priest, it makes him human. She running away to start a brand new day. Are she going home? Why she driving alone? Is anyone going anywhere? Everyone gotta be.
Social Podcast Network.